When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back with you, Hail Varsity. We're presented by Currency. We say hi to Mr. Husker Football, Mike Babcock at MD Babs. On Twitter is where you follow him. You read him with HaleVarsity.com and magazine. You can subscribe to HaleVarsity8553 Husker or HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe. Babbers, we've, we've done a lot of talk here about the underdog, the Michigan series. And now what's, uh, what do you do Saturday? We, we threw Whipple into the mix here. How are you? How's your week been? Uh, it's fine as soon as Elijah gets over here and rakes my leaves again. Oh, no. I need to rake my own leaves. I, I was looking at the weather day. I'm like 75 degrees looking at the future forecast, and I, I didn't get around to, to getting any yard work done. I know I'm going to regret that here in about, oh, I don't know, the next seven days. The for, From a symbolism standpoint, the, the leaves in your yard represent Michigan's defensive line. Yeah. Well, and to interject into your conversation about running the ball, which I always say that's what Nebraska needs to do. This is the nation's number one rush defense that Nebraska's going against. It just changes know. each week, doesn't it? Yeah. How does that factor into the discussion? I mean, what do you do when you're facing a team like Michigan that is, is given up an average of about just a little over 70-some yards uh, rushing a game? What, what do you do offensively? Well, I, I guess – you know, Minnesota's rush D was supposed to be number six in the country. And you went double tight, and you had some nice designs planned for for old General Grant, and he popped almost 40. I mean, he had 10 carries for 80 yards. He went over the century mark. A, air quote, inconsistent offensive line had a 100-yard rusher that averaged five a carry last Saturday. I guess my, my question is, is... You, you you manage, and you got to protect some question marks at quarterback as well. I don't have a great answer. Maybe you just go wildcat. Is Demonay Pearson L got any eligibility? Throw him back at quarterback. Babbers, I I don't have an answer for Whip. He is he is down a man <laughs> and in a tough situation. Uh, that said, there's been some feeling by this amateur football guy that you go away from what's working a little too soon. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, if, 
So if you line up and you have a little bit of a success running against this Michigan defense, you keep doing that. I mean, that, I think that's what, what Mickey was talking about. But, but if, if this defense, oh, well, we know it's as good as where the ranking is. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that's probably pretty obvious. Um, so how do you start? I guess you start out trying to run the ball and see what happens there because you don't want to just let them start off just going after the passer kind of a thing. But in this context, then, if Casey Thompson doesn't play, and I thought that was unusual. Mickey said yesterday they would see how he practiced yesterday, and that would determine whether he was going to be able to play on Saturday. And then today, Whipple said it depended on how he practiced tomorrow, whether they would uh, make a decision on that. So Got a tug of war going on. He's probably not going to play. But So let's say he doesn't play. Then logically, Purdy has to be the guy, right? Because you're looking at a situation where you're probably going to have to throw the ball. Is that? I I want to see more Logan, if he's healthy, chucking the football and let me see what he can do with his with his legs. I'm I'm team I'm team Smothers here. I've seen enough of Purdy. I hope he gets better. But I need to see Logan. Logan, when he was allowed to throw it, made some nice plays. They made some nice catches. Okay, well, that's what I'd like to see, too, but I'm asking hypothetically, okay. if you look at it uh, against a defense that is really stacked against the run, do you go with the guy that that's what he does? Or do you put, do you use Logan Smothers because he's also, he can move around a little bit and he can maybe avoid the pass rush or, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not sold. Uh, I'm not sold that, that Pretty is a better thrower. I know he's supposed to be. I've not seen him be a better thrower in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, have, I think you've got to make a decision going into that game and kind of stick with it. I mean, I, you know, it's the old cliche: when you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. I don't think. I think you got to go into the game with a game plan set up for one or the other, and stay with that game plan. Um, if you're going to have any kind of success at all against Michigan. I think that's what you have to do. I don't. I don't think that changing up quarterbacks is going to is going to get the job done, because of the defense that you're facing, and the first guy out there, he sees what's going on, and then he he takes some snaps or a couple series, and then you put somebody else in there. Now they've got to get accustomed to what's going on. Um, I don't think that's a good idea in this situation. I I, I just think you've got to go with one guy, and you've got to have a plan going in. And it's got to be based in part on that defense that you're trying to that you're trying to uh, pierce in some way. Well, Mike, to, to your point about finding a game plan that that's going to work for the entire game, sticking with that game plan, I think that might be the one thing that Mark Whipple and Mickey Joseph do agree on here. But what that game plan is seems to be a big sticking point right now, where Mickey Joseph says we need to commit to the run, get three, four yards a pop, you know, get some ball control, keep the ball out of Michigan's hands. Where Mark Whipple saying, well, we just need to do whatever we can do to put points on the on the board. So I, I want you to speak for a little bit just on that this disconnect we're seeing between Mickey Joseph and Mark Whipple. These these aren't guys that I think were were arranged to be put together when the season started, but right now that this marriage is not working. It seems like a curious kind of a thing. I mean, ultimately that's what Mickey wants too is points. I mean, that's not to say the answer is, well, I want points. However, I can get them. I'm sure Mickey is the same way. He thinks how they can get them. Is to 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 run the ball 
get three or four yards and have some ball control so that the other team doesn't have doesn't have way more minutes of possession than than you do when the game is over with. Um, that's part of it, and that that's been a problem for Nebraska. Um, is that the time of possession has not been in Nebraska's favor. So, um, but from my point of view, Mickey's the head coach, so Mickey has the final say. That would be that would be what I would say is regardless of whether there's some disparity in what Whipple wants to do uh, based on what Mickey wants to do, who has the final say? I think Mickey does. Well, the, the problem should. though, Mike, is is in theory he should, yes, but yes. in practice, Mark Whipple's the guy with the headset. He's the one calling plays, so the buck does kind of stop with him in terms of, of play calling. Well, yeah, um, it does. But if you're the head coach or the interim head coach, you can still go to him and say, look, uh, this is kind of what we need to plan here. Mm-hmm. Um, these are kind of the calls that we need to have. I don't know if that's what's happening, but I think that that's what should happen. Totally agree there. Mike Babcock's with us from HailVarsity.com and Magazine at MD Babs on Twitter. Mike, I uh, want to get your thoughts here as uh, we move forward. And th- there's a lot of times Nebraska's been underdogged with uh, the points, and, and we kind of laid those out. But you've seen those games, and we know the end result. Nebraska's covered some of them, performed better than expected in others. Uh, do you get a, a sense of any optimism, not from a point spread standpoint, but just the rest of the season? Where where are you at here when, you, when it comes to looking at this football team and, and how they can finish out? I'm not overly optimistic, obviously, about Saturday, mm-hmm. um, but it depends on how you come out of what I think is going to happen on Saturday. Um, those last two games, still, I think if you're if you don't give up, I think Nebraska has a chance to win either or or both of those games um, down the stretch, depending upon how you come out of the Michigan game. Because I don't know that things are going to go well there, but if they keep fighting. And they have that kind of drive that uh, we we get from the discussion with Nikki and and uh, Mark Whipple. If they have that and they retain it, I think you've got a shot against Wisconsin here at home, and I think you got a shot against Iowa, where you bring into play that idea that run the ball for three or four yards, you know, pick up a first down, keep moving the ball um, that way. I think that can be successful against both those teams. Mike, do you even think these these next three games have an impact on on the next head coach and who it's going to be at Nebraska? I mean, we're kind of at the point where I feel like it's it's decision time for Trevin. On one hand, sure, like positive feelings can do a lot for Mickey Joseph at the end of the season, but I also feel like it, it might be too far gone to, for Mickey to be making changes in terms of changing Trev's mind because you got to be making your decision by now in, in terms of getting a contract drafted up, get the, the pen to paper, and let that next coach start doing work in terms of either flipping over the roster or trying to keep guys around. Well, and that was the problem, Elijah, when it started out. You know, basically, Mickey has one off week to get ready for the next game, and then he's got nine games to prove himself, and you dismiss the Oklahoma game, and so you've got eight games, and I, I don't think that's I don't think that's a sufficient reason to make a determination. But I'm not Trev Alberts, so you know if the one thing you could say is if they had a dramatic 
run at the end and they won those games then became bowl eligible, then there'd be a bigger argument for people saying, well, he should should have that interim drought. I don't think that the, you know, what happened in those eight games or those nine games should have been the determining factor. But again, I'm not Trev and he has responsibility and pressures on him that I don't have. It's easy for me to say something like that um, because I don't have to make the decision. But yeah, it's, it's more difficult. As you look at it from the outside, it's more difficult because of where things stand right now. Mike, what's coming up from you about on Hale Varsity? What's happening with the magazine? Uh, about 90 seconds here. When do you start the battle against the leaves? Uh, you know, I start the battle against the leaves after this weekend because the magazine goes to press on Monday morning early, and it's basketball edition, and we've got uh, a really uh, good story on Sam Greisel, and we've got a really good story on Alexis Markowski as kind of a focus the center of the of the magazine. So really looking forward to getting that put together and, and uh, out so people can take a look at that. Now, Markowski's fantastic. Uh, we'll spend a little bit more time on hoops moving forward. They got the win yesterday. Did you go to that one, Babbers? No, I watched uh, from far, as Bill Callahan mm-hmm. would say, uh, from my TV <laughs> set. Which, uh, I don't want to get in the way of people uh, that are – actually uh, on the beat and have to get things done. Not a problem at all. Babbers, uh, be safe, and thanks for jumping on with us. Always great to talk some ball. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate you. There he is, Mike Babcock from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. And we went uh, pretty deep there with just what Saturday is and the evaluation part of it, how you're looking at things and where you go. Name to uh, listen for, and again, Football Scoop had this, Gary Patterson, his uh, big ball game Saturday.